Hello, everyone, and welcome to Armchair HIPAA. Armchair HIPAA is a podcast for compliance officers by compliance officers. I'm Sarah Badaman, host of Armchair HIPAA and CEO of HIPAATREK. This week on Armchair HIPAA, we are going to hear from Travis Good, CEO and co-founder at HICA. Travis is going to tell us about how to hold business associates accountable. So pull up your favorite armchair and listen to today's episode. Welcome, Travis. Why don't you give us a little introduction to yourself and Heika and your journey into HIPAA compliance? Okay, uh, I'll try to keep it quick. And I was debating using this story because uh, I've never actually used it before, I think, in an intro. But my, uh, my way into HIPAA was back initially graduating from college. I had a master's degree in information systems, and I took a job in doing cybersecurity consulting. And my exposure to HIPAA was actually misspelling it in a report that a manager caught. Um, and so not, a, and, and since then I've actually seen it misspelled, you know, tons and tons Hundreds. of times. Um, after spending about four years as a cybersecurity privacy consultant, uh, I actually went back to school uh, to be a physician. I, I, I got my MD combined with an MBA focused on uh, healthcare. And ultimately at the end of medical school, decided to found a company, my last company called Datica. And what we did with Datica was try to build a HIPAA-compliant layer on top of the public cloud so that predominantly, we did have some Kubernetes, but predominantly business associates could run um, HIPAA-compliant workloads on uh, platforms like AWS. And so we grew that company, worked with hundreds of business associates and literally did thousands of um, audits or security questionnaires directly or, or through those, uh, through those uh, customers. Um, I left that company about two years ago and just recently founded uh, my new company called Heika. And at Heika, we're focused 100% on developing and delivering modern security and privacy training um, for technology companies. And so one of the gaps we had at Datica, both with ourselves and, and, and our customers, you know, were basically training that was relevant to people that were not necessarily on the front lines of HIPAA, but people that were building and supporting technology for business associates, um, that patients or, or, or payers or, uh, you know, ultimately somebody was using and they needed to be compliant. Um, and we wanted to, to, you know, develop a training platform that integrated into people's work so you could use it in Slack and was relevant to what you did. So it's very different what a software developer does or a database manager does compared to like a nurse or a physician or, or some type of direct healthcare provider. And so we wanted to provide that kind of training and, and that's what we did. That's very, very cool. So one of the things that the OCR is focusing on is training. It's one of the top three cited deficiencies in their corrective action plans. And then we also know that there is an initiative to evaluate business associate agreements. So you're kind of sitting in a very sweet spot right now. That's got to be very exciting. Yeah, uh, it is exciting, and we've had a great response. We're, we're still in beta, so we're really brand new, but we've had a great response, and, and I think it's you know largely you know starting my last company in 2013 to today, you know we really saw the evolution. You know, in 2013, like digital health or healthcare companies were using the cloud, or modern technology companies were selling to covered entities. Uh, that was still sort of nascent, you know, um, and, and certainly the companies that were getting started then were the companies that are public now. So companies like American Well and Teladoc. Uh, groups like that, um, but today it's really like a massive shift. And, and if anything, you know, in 2020 with COVID, it certainly accelerated um, in terms of where people are, are are getting care and the ways in which clinicians are delivering care. And, and a lot of that's being driven by technology. And a lot of that technology is being, you know, created and, and managed by business associates. Right. I mean, there's more and more business associates that 
uh, covered entities of all sizes are, are working with because they don't have the resources internally, nor do they want to have all those resources internally. So they turn to business associates to actually help them with all of the, the various aspects that they need. What do you think some of the biggest issues that covered entities have in working with business associates and vice versa, especially around compliance? Yeah, no, <laughs> that, that, yeah, that's a pretty big question. I know. If you, uh, <laughs> if you open it up beyond compliance, uh, I mean, even with compliance, you know, I think that whether, uh, you know, covered entities taking clearing houses out, so like insurance companies and, and healthcare providers ultimately, you know, their customers, patients, whatever you want to call them, kind of are expecting a different type of care experience or interaction with those providers. And a lot of that experience is being driven by, you know, those end users experience outside of healthcare. And a lot of it is technology and modern looking apps and all that. And so I do think it's it's really, really challenging for covered entities, um, really of any size, doesn't matter if you're like United Health Group or like a small rural hospital. I think it's hard for anybody to be able to develop, you know, really good technology that they're customers, patients, whatever can use. So I do think they really do need to lean on business associates. And I really do not, and from a compliance perspective, I really do not envy groups at covered entities that have to assess business associates because, I mean, I don't know how you do that at scale. I don't know how you can effectively review the information security or compliance posture of business associates because essentially to do that effectively, you really need to do like a full audit. Um, so it really is challenging to do, and, and, and people use a mix of security questionnaires and a mix of, you know, sometimes they might accept like a high trust assessment or a high trust certification. Uh, but really, it's it's a huge challenge for the covered entities to be able to effectively assess the security of the business associates that are going to be housing their PHI, right? The PHI is ultimately belonging to the covered entity. So I don't envy them, um, and, and I, I think that from the business associate perspective, um, you know, it's it's a it's equally challenging because you're working with all of these different covered entities with all of these different typically business associate agreements, um, and you know having to go and, and security questionnaires. A lot of those still being bespoke or unique questionnaires, and having to go through and provide you know similar answers just in different formats or in different order or different structure is also really really hard. And I think that you know there's probably a lot the industry could do to make that easier for both sides. Um, but I, I do think right now it's very challenging and I think it's both sides are, it's it, both sides are kind of getting pushed to the brink as more business associates are being used by covered entities to deliver care or different kinds of technology and services. No, I agree with you, right? So I think that when you look at it, there's two sides of the coin, right? So business associates that have their own unique challenge because they may not know HIPAA as well as they should when they're working in healthcare and then they struggle with, well, if we don't house uh, protected health information, then we don't have to be HIPAA compliant, right? So that's one of the biggest things that we hear from our business associate clients. They're like, no, we we look at their PHI, but we don't store it. So we don't have to do anything, right? All we have to do is keep our mouths shut. When there's yeah. so much more that needs to be done, which then puts in on the covered entity side, where they don't know exactly what they're supposed to be asking from the business associate, even large health systems, when the BA is telling them, you know, hey, we're not storing your data, so we don't need to, you know, have all these security measures in place, the covered entities are believing these business associates. So mm -hmm. what are some things that we can, you know, maybe advise both parties, the business associates and the covered entities on how to overcome these challenges? 
Well, so from my perspective, you know, I've spent the last seven, eight years now almost working a, a lot more with business associates than covered entities. And through those business associates, you know, certainly work with covered entities. So a lot of my experience, I guess, or opinions um, are for the business associate mm -hmm. side of the, the coin. Uh, but I think they're, you know, they're, they kind of translate <laughs> because it's essentially, you know, two groups working together. It's like a relationship. Um, I think from a business associate perspective, you know, one, coming up to speed on HIPAA. So, you know, obviously, as you were saying, people say, well, we don't have to worry about HIPAA because we don't store the data, right? Or we don't do X. Like I've heard, you know, I've heard the same thing. Like we, we do penetration testing through an external party every year. So we don't have to worry mm -hmm. about HIPAA or we encrypt all of our data. You know, there, there, there are a lot of misconceptions. I think fundamentally, most business associates that I know or that I've worked with, I think they take security and privacy seriously. Um, I think it's a matter of translating that effort and those configurations, those things that they do to something a business associates, you know, can can look at and, and not get a warm fuzzy, but but really feel better about sharing their PHI with this with this business associate. So, you know, one of the things that when, when I get asked this question by business associates um, is, you know, really kind of understanding the extent of the HIPAA rules, right? So what are the things within the privacy rule and especially the things within the security rule that you need to be doing as a business associate? And then if you were going to do an external audit, which I think at some point at some size you really have to do because you need some sort of external validation. It can't just be you saying you do, you know, right. providing spreadsheet, right? Um, but I think being proactive in if you're not big enough or you haven't done a full audit yet, like actually documenting in detail, not just checking the box, but documenting how you do all of these things. Like how do you do backup and disaster recovery or business continuity, right? How do you do encryption and how to manage those keys? And, and really being proactive about security and privacy. How do you do security training? How do you do all of those things? Who's your security privacy or your security official or your privacy control, all that stuff. So I think being proactive and in, in really in a part of the, as a part of the sales process in, in telling your compliance story, I think is a great thing for you to do. And going through the exercise will help you just understand HIPAA, which is really, you know, it is opaque to people who haven't been in it or, or it's something they don't understand if they haven't kind of done it. So I, I think that's the biggest thing that business associates can do. At HIPAA we are just like you. We're not just another compliance platform that only your IT team can figure out. We're a team of healthcare compliance professionals that have been in your shoes. We were frustrated with traditional tools and knew that there had to be a better way. HIPAA was developed by compliance officers for compliance officers. So if you're feeling overwhelmed by your outdated compliance software, contact us for the solution. Call 314-272-2600 or visit us at hippotrek.com. I think from a covered entities perspective is, you know, it's the, the challenges, you know, it, it, HIPAA largely is like a risk-based framework. And I think risk is largely, you know, tied to the size of the entity, the number of records or storing, processing, whatever it might be. And I really think from the covered entities perspective to take more of a risk-based approach to that specific engagement and, and business partnership and relationship with the business associate, I think is a really effective way to, you know, to work with them. So working with a public company like an American Well and, and having them provide telemedicine services to your millions of patients is one thing, whereas having a very small clinical research application that's working with one you know, clinical research department and a very small number of patients and records is really a different um, assessment. And I think that those assessments and the rigor of those assessments should be different based on the risk. But what I have seen 
because it's oftentimes a one-size-fits-all mm -hmm. um, assessment from the covered entity perspective, uh, whereas it's it's not kind of tailored to the size of the organization. I think ultimately, more importantly, the, the risk in working with that organization. Right. I think that's actually a really important differentiator, right, is discerning the risk involved in working with each business associate, right? Because, and like inevitably, like uh, you're going to have a lot greater risk, like with your EMR provider, than you mm -hmm. are with um, a consultant that comes in and does your chart reviews for you, right? Like there's just a lot greater mm -hmm. risk with the amount of data and the type of data that is stored inside of your EMR versus the data that your consultant is going to have access to. So that's actually really a really good point because what you can do by assessing the same amount of rigor to both types of business associates is you're going to scare away some really qualified smaller business associates that can provide great service at a reduced price, you know, mm -hmm. because of the rigor that you're putting behind your compliance assessments. So that's actually a really good point. I really like that, Travis, like on how you can actually do that. We, we don't see that very often. Most times people want a one size fits all assessment for everything and it just doesn't exist, right? So HIPAA in and of itself was written purposefully to be flexible and we need to apply that flexibility to our assessments with our business associates. Mm -hmm. So beyond assessing, what are some of the other things that um, covered entities are 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 doing uh, with business associates that maybe we can improve upon. Well, I, I mean, like my pie in the sky would be if you standardize the questionnaires and the business associate agreements to the extent you can, and that doesn't mean you have to have, you know, you may have one large healthcare provider that says, look, we need our breach reporting time to be seventy-two hours, right? Mm -hmm. Like we're not moving that. <laughs> Even if you have the same sections of your questionnaire you know, map to like breach reporting time and your specific responsibilities under HIPAA and the responsibilities of your subcontractors. Even if that format was standardized, if the content within that format, you know, if the structure was the same, um, I think that would go a long, long way because these, you know, business associate agreements are just like large contracts. So I, I think if the, if the, <laughs> if the uh, HHS or, or somebody could provide guidance and they could maybe get together, you know, a committee of leading covered entities, and come up with some, and even you could even bring in, you know, some really large like AWS and Microsoft and all these companies that are really large working with healthcare providers, and come up with a standard business associate agreement. I think that would also go a really, really long way. Um, and and similarly standardizing the security assessments. So, you know, something that covered entities maybe do understand, but they, if they don't, they certainly should. Is you know the business associates, especially smaller business associates that may have, as you said, really high quality products um, at a really great price and really be able to deliver value, you know, they oftentimes don't have their own dedicated risk and compliance groups or people that can work on these security assessments. And so when they're getting them, they're fielding, you know, things that could take days for somebody to complete. And, um, it, you know, and so it's, it's challenging for business associates to be able to turn around those um, those questionnaires in a timely way. And, and really, I think the more business associate agreements they have to do, the more rush they have for time, the less accurate or complete those questionnaires are. And so I think standardizing you know, those would, would also go um, you know, a really long way. Uh, but I haven't seen any real process, you know, progress in, in moving that direction, but I think it would help a ton. And, and you know, I'll just give you a specific example. It's kind of the one that, I, that you see, I've seen most frequently. 
you'll see, you know, like a business associate agreement and a business associate agreement between a covered entity and like a technology company, like a telehealth provider, right? And they'll say, we want 72 hour breach reporting time, okay? And then that um, telemedicine provider is gonna have a different business associate agreement with their cloud provider, Amazon, Microsoft, Google, whatever it is. And the breach reporting in that is probably gonna be like 60 days, right? It's gonna be like the HIPAA standard or HIPAA requirement. And there's really not any real mapping from the one to the other. So, you know, at the end of the day, that covered entity, you know, may have the 60 days that, you know, reporting to the business associate and then the other 72 hours. And so it's really an inconsistency in reporting all the way through those business associate chains, business associate agreement chains. Um, and I think, you know, it's just a, I don't know, it's just an area where there it's, it's, it seems right for people missing things and there'd be gaps or there'd be inconsistencies because there's no standardization, even in the structure like section A2 is brief reporting time in all business associate agreements, right? That doesn't exist today. Right. I mean, I think when we talk about breach notification though with business associates, one of the reasons why there can't be standardization is because each state has their own reporting regulations, right? So New York, Texas, Minnesota, California, they mm -hmm. all have extremely strict like notification periods and they're all different, mm -hmm. right? So that makes it extremely challenging. And we also see the separation of the business associate agreement from the data use agreement, right? So when a covered entity is providing access to data to a business associate, a lot of times those covered entities will require them to sign a data use agreement. And I've seen where the data use agreement and the business associate agreement are in direct conflict with one another with things such as the, the breach notification. So I think yeah. some standardization, even within one covered entity and what they're providing to the business associate will go miles in helping with some clarification. Yeah, yeah and I, I, yeah, no, I, that is a really good example, uh, better than mine actually by a lot. But I, I, I think for breach reporting, it's, it's even more if they're not standardized, that the structure is standardized. So you know where to look for right. the breach reporting time. And so it can be different based on the state, but at least you know you can look at you know two different agreements and see if those actually match up or not, instead of having to spend hours or who knows how much on legal to kind of assess those things, um, it would be certainly a much more efficient process right. all around. No, I know. I hope that we can see a lot more standardization, a lot more clarity really around what business associates need to be doing, because I think that that clarity is what's really missing for business associates, because the covered entities really are not interested in training business associates in what they need to be doing. And so they need companies like HICA and HIPAA-TREC mm -hmm. to help them along those compliance journeys to help them know what their covered entities are, are really wanting. And then covered entities too, if you really wanna work with a, with a business associate, you really like their product, you know, maybe a little bit of handholding is not unwarranted. Maybe it would actually be extremely helpful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I mean, oftentimes, you know, it's kind of the process of contracting and, um, you know, onboarding or, or implementing, right? You go through and there's this really like, it's like a hurry up and wait situation and ultimately you get it done and it's like, all right, you're, we're done, everything's signed, go, right? But there, there isn't necessarily that sort of onboarding handholding, especially from a compliance and security perspective to ensure that, oh, okay, you do need to provide this type of training, right? Or you do need the, you do need a policy for this in place and you actually need to follow that policy, right? Um, yeah, there, there is really not, I haven't seen really much or any of that. Hopefully we can change the world with that, Travis. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Who knows? It's 2020. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us, Travis. It was such a pleasure having you. Well, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it.